G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. The single easiest thing that you and I can ever do is to turn something good into something bad. God gives us something good, some blessing, and we respond by taking that blessing and doing something with it that in effect is our slap in the face to God. Scary, but true. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and it's great to be back with you again. Today on the program, we're going to be taking a look at our capacity to turn something good into something bad from a different perspective. Okay, so yesterday on the program, we met Micah and his mother who took something really good and turned it into something really bad. They took what was, in effect, a blessing from God and turned it into a curse, something that you and I, if the truth be known, are incredibly adept at doing. Let's just remind ourselves of their story. There was a man in the hill country of Ephraim whose name was Micah. He said to his mother, the 1,100 pieces of silver that were taken from you about which you uttered a curse and and even spoke it in my hearing, that silver is in my possession. I took it, but now I'm going to return it to you. And his mother said, may my son be blessed by the Lord. Then he returned the 1,100 pieces of silver to his mother. And his mother said, I consecrate the silver to the Lord from my hand for my son to make an idol of cast metal. So when he returned the money to his mother, his mother took 200 pieces of silver and gave it to the silversmith who made it into an idol cast of metal. And it was in the house of Micah. This man Micah had a shrine and he made an ephod and a teraphim and installed one of his sons who became his priest. In those days there was no king in Israel. All the people did what was right in their own eyes. Judges chapter 17 verses 1 to 6. The bizarre twist as we saw in this story is that the woman is so overjoyed at getting her life savings back that she decides to take that which is good, the silver or at least part of it, and turn it into something which is bad and idle, which then went on to live in her son's house to lead him further astray. In fact, there's not a single worse thing that she could have done than build an idol because that's right at the top of God's rather small list of things that we shouldn't do. Why? Because God wants the very best for us and idols fall a long, long way short of that. God is God. God deserves our honour and our worship. And when instead we worship the works of our own hands, as it seems we so readily do, it's like slapping God in the face with a wet fish. But right now, we're going to take this idolatry thing a step further because there are those leaders in our church who not only fail to address the idolatry that's happening amongst their flock, they not only fail to preach the sort of messages that need to be preached and hold people to account to God's word, but they actually support and promote idolatry themselves. Impossible, I hear you say. Hmm. Not at all. In fact, the very next verses in this story of terrible idolatry that is such a salutary lesson to us, that's exactly what happens. Let's take a look. Judges chapter 17, verses 7 to 13. Now, there was a young man of Bethlehem in Judah, of the clan of Judah. He was a Levite residing there. This man left the town of Bethlehem in Judah to live wherever he could find a place. 
he came to the house of Micah in the hill country of Ephraim to carry on his work. Micah said to him, Where do you come from? And he replied, I'm a Levite of Bethlehem in Judah, and I'm going to live wherever I can find a place to stay. Then Micah said to him, Well, stay with me, and be a father and a priest, and I will give you ten pieces of silver a year, a set of clothes, and your living. The Levite agreed to stay with the man, and the young man became to him like one of his sons. So Micah installed the Levite, and the young man became his priest, and was in the house of Micah. Then Micah said, Now I know that the Lord will prosper me, because the Levite has become my priest. So along comes this Levite, this priest, who should have known better. He was a Levite, after all, from the tribe who was meant to be, in effect, the priests who served the one true God and ministered to God's people. And this Levite, instead of showing Micah the error of his ways in this idolatry that he was doing, the the priest instead joins him in this terrible act of idolatry and becomes an accessory to this crime against God. And in his failure to correct Micah, in his complicity to this idolatry, he further leads Micah astray, as Micah concludes that all must be good. Now I know that the Lord will prosper me, because the Levite has become my priest. In other words, given that he now has the Levite's stamp of approval in effect, Micah is now further convinced that what he's doing is fine by God and that God will indeed bless him and prosper him. Listen to me. Just because the church doesn't stand up and speak against the idolatry of our times, that doesn't make it right. Just because some preachers, far from speaking against the idolatry of of wealth and deceit and sexual immorality and, and disunity, they even endorse those things. It doesn't make them right. Now, please don't get me wrong. Most churches are good churches, but there are also many out there who will lead you astray into idolatry and away from God's word. It's precisely what Jesus predicted would happen. Matthew chapter 24, beginning at verse 9. Then they will hand you over to be tortured and will put you to death, and you will be hated by all nations because of my name. Then many will fall away, and they will betray one another and hate one another, and many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because of the increase of lawlessness, the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. And this good news of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the world as a testimony to all the nations. And then the end will come. In other words, They're the ones who will tell you that you're not meant to suffer. You're not meant to sacrifice. God wants to bless you and make you rich and make your life comfortable. Or others will come along and tell you that Jesus isn't the only way. That in fact, other faiths and belief systems equally get you into heaven. There are plenty of those guys out there. There are plenty of those churches out there. Just as the Levite, through his complicity, led Micah astray, so there are those preachers, teachers, leaders and churches who will do the same. Be warned. The church's seal of approval to something doesn't always mean that it's right. The only authority for right and wrong, good and bad, blessing and curse, is the word of God. And that's why it's so vitally important that each one of us should be men and women of God's word. If Micah had been a man of God's word, then when his mother suggested the idol, he would have drawn back in horror and corrected her, because he would have known that the first and the second commandment of God from Exodus chapter 20 from the law of Moses said no. That's exactly what this passage of scripture, 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 1 to 7, talks about. 
You must understand this, that in the last days distressing times will come. For people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, inhuman, implacable, slanderers, profligates, brutus, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to the outward form of godliness but denying its power. Avoid them, for among them are those who will make their way into households and captivate silly women overwhelmed by their sins and swayed by all kinds of desires who are always being instructed and yet can never arrive at a knowledge of the truth. That's what was going on with Micah and his mother and the Levite. That is going on in many a church today, too many. And God has a very simple command when it comes to people like that who deny God's power but on the outside are all godly and sweet. Avoid them. Please do not be led astray by false doctrine, by false prophets, by false teachers. No matter how smooth and how slippery their words may appear, God will not be mocked. You and I will reap what we sow, and it's up to each one of us to throw out our idols, whatever form they may take, and turn our lives back to Jesus the one who loves you so much that he died for your sins. Jesus, right here, you have God's very best for you. Nothing else even comes close. The Word of God is alive and active, amen, with the power to transform your life, to help you be all that God made you to be. And that's what the Fresh Daily Devotional is all about. It's completely free and I'd love to send it to you. Each day you'll receive a life-changing scripture together with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement from me delivered right to your inbox where you can choose to read, listen or watch the daily video. It's completely up to you. Remember, God's word is the power to change and it's fresh for you each day. You can subscribe to receive your free daily devotional at freshdevotional.org or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 to request the printed devotional if that works better for you. Again, that's freshdevotional.org or 1-300-722-415. My prayer is that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through the power of His Word. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again, same time tomorrow, with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.